What's up, beer drinkers? We got a special show for you this week. Last week, uh, Sorcerer Chromatic and I had a mini family reunion of sorts in the Central Coast section of California. In fact, our Airbnb that we stayed at, uh, you could see Firestone Walker from the back porch. That's how, uh, that's where we're so, give you a little hint about where we were. And we had a great time, drank some really good beer, and had a lot of fun family moments. Very memorable. Uh, we'll sh- maybe we'll share a few with you next week. But um, nevertheless, we recorded our this, this week's show after we recorded last week's show. So if you thought I was drunk last week, <laughs> I am drunk and slurring my words even more this week. And we, we list... E- each list our favorite tap rooms that he and I have visited. Have visited it? Have visited. Um, not together, but, you know, separately or, you know, at some point together. But, yeah, we go through our top ten uh, in no particular order except for we save our favorite for the very end. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of fun to relive all those. And also, this week, we have Beer History Lesson Number 8. From Professor Bierkowski. That is right. She talks about Pilsner beers. You guys like Pilsners? I like Pilsners. I hope you do too. And there's some really interesting factoids and tidbits. And not just factoids, but actual how the Pilsner came to be. And, eh, you know, we, we talk about, we wax poetic on whether it's making a comeback or not. So that's... All up to you guys to decide whether you think it is or not. And I, I say go for it. Drink a Pilsner. It's, it's enough of these hazy IPAs. All right. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast. You can email us, coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us is on Instagram. I've been notorious. Well, I'm going to say notoriously. But I have been... Um, strangely silent on social media the past couple of weeks and my heart hasn't really been into it you ever get into those funks you know those of you who are on social media you just like eh, I just don't feel like it um, I, I just haven't felt like it in the last couple of weeks but I'll be back on there soon and I'll start posting again I know it's it's cyclical it'll come back so uh, be prepared and follow us on Instagram and untapped We still do that every week, every time we rate our beers on the show. All right, so without further ado, it's time for another Cold Brew. I said, hey, bartender, hey, man, look here. Draw one, draw two, draw three, four glasses of beer. We are Cold Brew, and we have a special episode for you this week. So Sorcerer Chromatic and I are on vacation, so we came up with this show just to uh, just to say, hey, we're not going to leave yeah, you guys keep, alone. Right. Keep uh, keep, keep our, our 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 wonderful listeners uh, entertained with content. Yeah, <laughs> we are content creators, I guess. Um. So this is a special episode, but before we get to our special episode, we are going to, we still, we're still beer drinkers, so we're going to have a new beer for you this week. I have from Anchorage Brewing Company, a beer they called Beached. 
It is an IPA double dry hopped with Phantasm powder and Citra hops. I'm going to look at Phantasm powder. I have never heard of Phantasm powder, but this is, so this is the first Citra. I fucking love Citra. So it's Phantasm powder and Citra hops. This is the Eddie Gomez pop-off. Sounds like something exotic dancers use. That who would use? Exotic dancers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right then. Maybe you know that more about that than me. Uh, Six point four percent alcohol by volume. Beached. What do you got? Uh, I got a beer. I, I don't even know if I featured this one before, but from Stone, they're Buena Vesa. Uh, if you have, who cares? Yeah. It's yeah. a salt and lime lager, uh, 4.7 ABV, mm-hmm. 12 ounces. It's a lager with salt and lime added, so it's their Mexican lager. Yeah. Stone out of, uh, what is it, Escondido or whatever? That's right, Escondido, California. Yay, yay. So uh, I already popped it off. Okay. I'm looking up what is, sorry, I'm, I'm a little quiet, but I'm at, what is Phantasm powder? That's, uh, I'm looking up. Phantasm is an experimental product in extremely short supply out of New Zealand, derived from Sauvignon Blanc grape skins. We're very honored to be one of the first breweries in the world and first in Canada with access to play with this super magical powder. Um, Kilter Brewing on Twitter says, so is an experimental product out of uh, New Zealand. So yeah. That's what this is. And it is in beached. The uh it's a hazy. It looks like a hazy. Looks super duper like a hazy. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now on untapped because I was more worried about what the hell Phantasm powder was about than the beer was about. So let me look up uh beached. Uh, Anchorage. There it is. See what they say on it on Untapped. There is no write-up. There's nothing on this beer on Untapped except for it's 6.4% out of Anchorage, Alaska. Citrusy, bitter, floral, dank, and smooth. That's uh, in the under the details. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. There's not a lot on this. All right. So, uh, here's looking up your kilt. Very, very, uh, um, uh, very weed-like in the, aer- in their aromatics. And danky. Very dank, yes. Oh, there's some citrus, too, in the foam. Put my lips in the foam, a lot of citrus, like pith, like, think like grapefruit pith and, uh, a zest, orange zest. How's your how's your uh, Buena Vesa? Oh, it's easy. These are this is a a good day crusher beer. I would take this camp. <laughs> I'm gonna look up real quick. Buena Vesa. No, we have not had this on the show. There you go. All right, so we will rate these later on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast on Untapped and friend us, and we'll friend you back. All right, so this is a different show than what we usually do. In this show, we are going to talk about our 10 favorite tap rooms that we have visited. 
not of all time. We, these are not the best tap rooms in the world or even in the country. These are the 10 tap rooms that we've been to that we, um, that we like for whatever reason. So we're going to go back and forth. Now, Sorcerer Chromatic, save one that you value over the rest of your list. Like your number one on the list. And the other ones, just put in any other order. It doesn't really matter. But I just want you to save your number one for last, okay? Word. Okay, cool. Um, I'll go first. You can go last. So your number one will be last. My number one will be second to last. So in no particular order, um, my top 10 favorite tap rooms, I'm going to say Bonehouse. Bonehouse out of there, Fountain Hills, California. Now, you and I talked boom, about this. Boom, 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 <laughs> um, You and I have talked about this before. What you gonna do with <laughs> that? I've been. <laughs> Why'd they kill my dog? No. Uh, what? <laughs> I've been to more Arizona tap rooms than California tap rooms, only because in this beer game that we are in, we started when i've when when in 2015 and so i've been in arizona longer than i have been in california when we were in crap beer game so bound house there in fountain hills they have a very cool motif um uh, most of it was done by artist david lazo have you do you know who david lazo is yeah uh the homie that did uh the uh the standoff picture I got you. That's that is correct. Yes, he's he specializes in skeletal art. I think a lot of this. Yeah, he, he had a big sale uh, yesterday. I should have told you. Oh damn it! I've, I've been looking yeah. for some more stuff. But uh, the, yeah, David Lazo. Um, he did a lot of their early motif. Um, he was a, uh, uh, I wouldn't say he was a partner, but he was an early like uh, um involved involved yeah and then they that have falling out so they, he's not i don't think he's any he's no longer involved with Bonehouse. but a lot of his artwork is still in the the tap room and they have like a lot of uh skeletal um it, it's a skeletal motif a lot of coffee some coffins some uh, um some dead i guess uh, you just you yeah, it's just like skeletons and, and macabre stuff is very and it's all old like uh wood old wood you know like um aged, aged? yeah aged oh. wood aged wood and, and stuff like that. Really cool, very cool motif, very cool tap room and I think uh uh, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but you know, Professor Birkowski, she's a she's a uh, a beer tender over there. That's not a full time gig. She does that, you know, on the side, and that's when I first met her and brought her on the show. So, yeah, I, I really like Bonehouse, uh, and their beers are are getting better. Like they were good at first, but now they're 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 really good. You know what I'm saying? They the who are the 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 head brewer. In fact, I talked to. Uh, Rachel to have uh, um, the brewer and maybe even the owners on the show in the uh, maybe the next year. Maybe I'll have them on the show and we'll talk to them. So, yeah, one of my favorite tap rooms uh, is hey, is really cool. Twenty two million. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. 
Oh, wait, we're not on our next show. My bad. All right. So, yeah, Bonehouse, uh, they, they are on my list. Um, how about you? What, what's your what's one of them on your list? All right. So uh, I'm going to lead off again because this is the order. However, like it's, right. there's uh, reasons why I'm mentioning what I'm mentioning. Mm-hmm. What I'm mentioning is um, I want to say Market Bear Company. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. Now, they're just a, a tap room in mm-hmm. general. However, just just the setup, just in for, from my experiences from going on, just to, just to be downtown and go to a place with awesome craft beer. And what I like about it is, although the whole, uh, I guess, area and even the uh, the building they're in is not them, there's a lot of room. You know what I mean? It's so, so it's open. They're very open, yeah. Huge I mean, open. Yeah, and you can even go outside to an outside area if you want to. Um, and there's even other bars that are around them that I'm not really counting, like the whole San Pedro Square vibe. Right. However, what I'm saying is Market Bear Company, just the, the selection and the setup is, and the location is like my slice of heaven. Right there. You know what I mean? It is really cool. And I've been there plenty of times and I can and, concur. And you can even see it now. It's even more open than it was when you left. Really? Wow. How mm-hmm. how is that possible? Did they tear down a wall? Like did, did one of the buildings or one of the uh, uh, businesses yeah, the, leave? The, um, well, like two of them. <laughs> but the, the the bakery in the middle is gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one that was right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's all seating. And then uh, it's more intimate seating right now, especially because uh, of COVID. They, they just put small random tables together. They're not like the whole... The old school benches and stuff. So, hmm. I, I'm sure they'll be back with the benches. However, just right now, um, it, it's a lot more open than it used to be. It's really cool. Okay, cool. I I will take that because I I just I think I just said tap rooms. I didn't really say breweries. I said tap rooms when I, when I told right. you initially. So that does count. Hmm. All right. So my my next one on the list is uh, Hen House. Hen House Brewing Company out of Santa Rosa, California. I like it's a like an old like barn, like where hens used to live. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an old chicken coop. Yeah. There's all the chicken wire outside, the chicken fencing, and everything, and super small, and it smells like fucking chicken shit. No, no, just I, I just like the the the, the whole motif that they had going on in and. It's more of the outside building rather than the rather than the inside. The inside is pretty plain, but the outside and the and the that was the first time I've ever been to uh, um like a a converted building. So I, I really enjoyed and the beers are fucking fantastic too. So I mean that's another thing too. The beer I think some of these the the beer um had a lot to do with why I put them on my list too. Um. When, when it came to like, you know, eh, do I kind of like this one or that one more like that? It, then I took the beers into consideration. So I'm not saying Hen House is better than Bone House, even though they both have the house in their name. Um, I just think it's uh, um, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed my time at Hen House the one time I went there and I, I'd like to go back again someday before I die. Oh, well, there you go. What, what's your next one on your list? Oh, wait, wait, first off, what do you think of Hen House? Because you and I went there together that one time. 
I liked it. In fact, I liked it too much because uh, I see Henhouse distributed down here in this in the Bay Area. Oh, Bay nice! Area. It's about time. Right. However, they uh, they don't do everything that they used to do, or that that that's available. You know, there's, right. there's a lot of stuff that doesn't leave the tap room. No. You know, okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. I get that though. That, that's that's a business decision though. Right. All right. What's next on your list? Um, next I got to go with, well, I got to go with the, the, the hometown hero The they've been tearing it up ever since they got established, uh, Tapman. Oh shit. Yeah. Man, Hartenstein. Yeah. Tapman in Santa Clara. Buddy. Yeah. Uh, the old downtown area of Santa Clara by Franklin Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there the, since, well, like, <laughs> I'm not saying we were there for the inception, but we were there when we knew when uh, we heard it was coming. I just, uh, yeah, Matt just like had a vision of establishing a uh, a tap room in, in Santa Clara, and uh, he he made it happen. And uh, lo and behold, what like six years later now? No, maybe they they might they might have to fucking no, maybe four years four change years. locations because they're they're busting at the seams. Last time I was there. No, they're still there. They're I know. I, the I'm just, uh, what, what I'm saying. What I what I oh. mean is like they need a bigger location. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Maybe, maybe if they could buy the the uh, the Filipino restaurant now. <laughs> there you go. But then maybe they don't have to move. They just have to expand though, because it is a very yeah. popular place. They could annex the the comic books there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no one buys comics anymore, do they? Just they just watch fucking Marvel on Disney Plus. Pretty much. All right. Uh, next one on my list. I'm not saying in order. This is just the next one on my list. Uh, Cricket Tooth. The Cricket Tooth Brewery down in Tucson, Arizona. It's an old garage. In fact, they still have like the roll-up doors that they open up uh, when the weather is nice. Not right now. The weather is not nice right now in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> the weather's not really nice in anywhere in the valley or south. Flagstaff, uh, Prescott, maybe, but anywhere else is terrible. Um, but it it's a really cool fucking location. It's just the old garage, the the brick walls and everything. They just let those up because it just looks fucking awesome. The the roll up doors, they they they. I think they the they replaced them just so they they're newer and they don't have to worry about them breaking down or anything. But they're still there and they still have the the tracks that roll up and down. It is a really cool fucking place to drink beer. And then they have this outdoor area that you go you you, you walk through like down this small um, hallway. They have really cool wrought iron type uh, a gating on just to separate you know the walls from the or you know separate the the walkway from like the the kegs and stuff like that and you can go out into the outside into like it looks like a back alley with the it kind of reminds me of a drake's dealership remember them oh yeah yeah so it's it kind of reminds me yeah it kind of reminds me of that in the but it's a lot smaller super like maybe a quarter of the size of drake's but it still kind of reminds me of that that outside with the the uh, um seating and the the benches and the 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 brick buildings that are surrounding it it's it's really cool so 
Yeah, my shout out to Ben and Julia down there in Tucson for Crooked Tooth. Really cool spot they got going on. What's your next Word. one? So my next one is none other than Duke. I like okay, I'm gonna say this one is a big one for the uh Bay Area, especially mm-hmm. since San Francisco, I did not realize where I was the first time I went there. Wow. And how important it is. Okay. But it, uh, Tornado. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I've never been there. Oh, yeah. It, it's one of the original craft beer spots in the mm-hmm. in the Bay Area or right. in the city, if you will. And uh, then- funny anecdote. It was because I haven't been there in a long time. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. But one of the times I went there, um, my, no, I, uh, what, how did I put this? I, I had a friend up there and, uh, I, I told her I was in the area and she came through with, uh, some of her friends and, uh, one of her friends was my wife. Oh shit! So I met our. I met my wife probably a few months before that, and then before uh, you well, before you uh, dated. Before we dated, yeah, yeah. And then um, she happened to be in the in, in the group of friends that when we uh, were. Does she, back up does she remember that? No. Oh yeah, she remembered that. Yeah. But yeah, she didn't realize that it was me at the time. Mm. Either. Right. Okay. I get. It. No, I get it. I get it. That's fucking cool, man. Because they were they were bar hopping in another part of the city yeah. before. And uh, b- real quick, going to Toronado when when you talk about San Francisco beer uh, tap rooms, Toronado City Beer and Zeitgeist, right? Those are the, like the three, yeah. like the three. Uh, um, big, That's the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, and then and then some might even include um, the the original Twenty First Amendment spot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, down by uh, um, oh, and, China Basin. And, and speakeasy and then speakeasy. Oh yeah, well, uh, before they got, they had to yeah. get bailed out. Yeah, right. Nice. All right. Um, so next one on my list is a uh, superstition. Now they're a metery, but they're, they're a superstition. <laughs> Writing's on the wall. Uh, no, uh, they're up there in, in Prescott. They have a a, a tap room in Prescott because I think they they are. Shoot, uh, hold on. Let me see what the, where they're really out of. But super station uh, metery. Oh, well, it does say uh, it does say Prescott, but they're in downtown Prescott as well, and they and they have a um, a newer tap room in down in Phoenix in downtown Phoenix, but the one at Prescott. Holy shit, man. What a great tap room they have. It, it really, it doesn't remind me of any other tap room I've been to. It reminds me of a really fucking cool steakhouse. Cause it is like really dimly lit. They have it like, there's a, like a lot of, there's a, like, there's a bar. It's super fucking long bar, but everything, all the other seating is kind of like a, uh, um, 
like a lounge type seating. They have like couches and 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 benches along the wall, like that cur the that curvy benches along the wall that circle the tables and it's just the whole it does a lot of wood and some granite and it just a really I get a really steakhouse vibe from them. It's just a really cool fucking place. And not only that, but you've you've had their mead. I've, like I, I've, I've actually I gifted you and your wife a mead. Like, I think last year for Christmas. And when you guys came out here, you had the 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 blueberry space spaceship or space box. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they 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 just have really good fucking beverages and and it's it's a it's a cool. It's a cool spot to go to, man. If if you and your wife ever get to come out here for an extended period of time, I'm taking you up there, cause it's it's really right. cool. Plus, uh, my buddy Will has Ad Astra's right around the goddamn corner, so, and he's not on the list, um, cause I'm when when we talk about our, our honorable mentions, I, I'm gonna bring a couple aspects up, but um, Superstition Meadery up in Prescott, I recommend it quite heavily. All right, what's your next on your list? Um, let's see. Where should I go? Uh, I'm going to go with another. Uh, how do I divide these? However you want. All right. I'm going to go with a brewery that, like, when I started really getting in the scene and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how uh, I helped, I helped uh, sponsor them via Kickstarter. And that would be Strike. And they got me in the Founders Club. Mm-hmm. And um, what you call it? Uh, watch them grow. I, I love their theme of baseball. Bruh. Just a oh, yeah. nice, great, uh, you know, South Bay, uh, what you call it, brewery. They've, they've expanded a lot. They, they kind of remind me of, of Breaks. Just, uh, you know, just uh, a few years after the, their inception. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Uh... They've 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 incrementally grown. They they get. Is their tap room still open in Campbell? I believe so. Oh, very nice. So they they weathered the the COVID storm when you and I know that some of the uh, breweries in the Bay Area have not. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that, that's part of it. How like um, Jenny and Drew, right? The, yeah, they were probably one of the first uh, to to be innovative and uh, and do like you know. Uh, service via covid where like you know you walk in one side you know you keep it moving oh they, okay uh, you know they had the gloves on and everything just a, a lot of uh almost it wasn't like curbside at the same time it was almost touch free you know 100 percent. you know why well, the know only interaction the only interaction would be uh you know your, your credit card type of you know or payment whatever right i know i know drew he's the, the brewmaster but jenny isn't she like is she a Stanford graduate? Well, I don't know if it's Stanford, but I mean, if yeah, I she's remember a, correctly, she's she's a smart man. she's yeah. a smart motherfucker. That's a <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. That, 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 that's what I was getting at. I mean, she so it might have been her idea to to get that whole like you know keep moving yeah. and, and keep going in one one direction. Yeah, possibly, or she was smart enough to adapt that business plan. Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, I I just know I, I met her a couple times and um, I've heard uh, some people uh, speak negatively about her, but from what I understand, it, she's just fucking smart as shit. Maybe they just don't they just don't get her. 
All right. I, uh, yeah, I, have, I have nothing but nice. He's been nothing but awesome to me. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? me too. Like, yeah, me too. That, like, that's all I'm the saying. the fact that you mention people talk bad about her, I'm like, why or who? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't want to. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't want to say it on, on air. I will never talk yeah. about it on air, but I'll tell you off there. Um, yeah. but anyway. All right. Uh, next on my list. Um, like I said, this is not in any order. I'm just putting them on my list. Uh, Russian River. Russian River up in Santa Rosa. Um, they are the the, the, the coolest. Uh, their new Windsor fucking... Their new Windsor tap room and, and brew house is spectacular. I've never been there. But I was just super excited to go to the original Russian River in downtown. It was like a... a, a I wouldn't even call it a strip mall. Would, what would you call that area? You've been there a couple times. Yeah, just the little downtown area, right? Little business district. Yeah, yeah, the there you business. go. Business district. Yeah, there you go. It's just really cool. I mean, and this is where I say, like, I'm putting the uh, the, the beer, because I'm, I'm, the beer is so fucking cool. Um, I was just really excited to go to these places. And I, I might talk about it later, but I've been talking about I was going to talk about it later, but I'm going to talk about it right now. Um, some of the places that I would like to go to is not only because the brewer, the uh, the tap room is, might be cool, but just because I really want to go to the breweries. And Russian River falls into that category where I just want to go to the brewery. I can, care li- I can give a shit how cool the tap room is. I just want to go to the brewery just to say I've been there. Um, I think Treehouse would be one of them. Another one would be, of course, uh, Sierra Nevada up in Chico would be uh, one of them. And um, I don't know, maybe like, uh, shoot, not too many more that I really, really want to go to. Other than the, yeah, the Sierra Nevada and Treehouse. For some reason, I just really want to go to the breweries. Whether they're great or not. Yeah, you know, who cares? I just wanted to go there just because of their hype or their the the reputation. Uh, what's next on your list? Next on my list, <laughs> going back to the South Bay because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. This place is um, kind of the uh, what do I want to say. I just want to say the uh, the machinery, if you will. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about when I say Hermitage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Small tap room, huge production room. Right. They do a lot of contract brewing. Um, they have, it's a, their ISA state of the art brewing facility. You know, it's, it's one of the newest, um, one of the. Uh, they contract brew oh, up for a lot of yeah, people they contract too. Because cause I don't know explain this to people, but like, um, you know, like like Anheuser Busch Budweiser, they'll have their huge factory plants and stuff like that. Right. However, your local craft brewer doesn't. Mm-hmm. But Hermitage is the gap where they have that machinery and equipment, that technology, that a lot of brewers can't afford off the bat. So yes, they contract brew, and they even contract brew for some of the bigger craft breweries. Uh, we don't need to name names. Especially However, if they need to stay is barrel age for a that, while because they have the yeah. they have the space to barrel age. Right, and, and actually, they have a whole another wing with a, a sours program too. 
right. on top of that. But what I would say is, is it kind of uh, balances the score because it, it, it gives other brewers access to some technology and or uh, just uh, uh, volume to uh, to, to kickstart or try or even try something new. Granted, yeah, it might be expensive on a contract. However, uh, the, uh, the the volume can be done there. And um, right at the same time, they have their own beers. Uh, we had their I had their two ton and their three ton right on the on the show. Yeah, the barrel aged two the barrel aged two ton and the the two ton um, is available out here at a Total Wine in Arizona. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So with that said. Uh, and then too, they're they're hosting of a lot of beer events. It's all good. I mean, uh, Hermitage, huge in the San Jose beer area. Yeah, I remember we went to that one uh, beer festival, or or they had an event for uh, SF Beer Week. Yeah, they meet the brewers. There. I've been there several times. Oh yeah, meet the, the yeah meet the brewers. That was the first time I had all the apocalypses from Drake's. Yeah. Yeah, that was what uh, we well uh, you, you introduced me to uh, what's his name, Mr. Nubo, New Bohemian. Oh yeah, Dan? Your, your your buddy. Yeah, what's his name? I think it's Dan. Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the dreadlocks, black guy with the dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cool guy, but you knew him from uh, he used to work over at a uh, uh, Gordon Beers, right? Isn't that what you told me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first time I had Peter B's. And that was, yeah, that was a that was a great fucking festival, man. During the SF Beer Week, beat the Brewers, so fucking cool, man. I think I met Hoppature there too. The Instagrammer. Uh, oh yeah. That was the first time we met him. Yeah, there was that was a great that was a great fucking festival. I hope they have it next year, man, because that's a great fucking place to go to. A lot of people go to that one. All right, uh, um, next on my list. Front porch. It's out here in Arizona, up uh, in Deer Valley uh, neighborhood of Phoenix. I really like this tap room. This this brewery. It's a brewery front porch, newer, but I like the tap room because you go in. It's like a, in a business district, right? It just looks like just like you know, like like it would be like a strike or a, a Golden State um, brewery. It just looks like one of those buildings, it's like nondescript rectangular box and you go in and it just looks huge and it, and like the side of the wall that they look like they look like you stepped into like a uh, a set design from Hollywood like a western set design because they have like facades of like buildings like with like the front roofs and and <laughs> it's it's just it's wild man you go in there like holy shit look at this place this place looks fucking cool as shit. Um, so that that's that's why I threw them on there. Their, their beer is, is okay, but their their motif and their their design is just fucking awesome. So yeah, that's why I put uh, that's why I put front porch on my list. Very very quick. That's about it. What's next? What what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh... I'm gonna go with uh, what you call one you mentioned, just because I again I I was there before I realized where I was there mm-hmm. was uh, Zeitgeist. Hmm. Zeitgeist out of San Francisco, and I've been there several times with friends. Um, yeah, I mean drinking, uh, looking at the big board, seeing a lot of beers, um, new craft beers, 
import beers and uh i think too they're famous for bloody mary's which i i don't remember if i had one or not however uh good times good vibes uh great spot haven't been there in a while uh at the same time it's memorable and it's uh what you call it, part of uh the the craft beer scene up here in the bear don't you have a story where like you you knocked over uh a beer that a waiter had I have several stories. Like that. <laughs> I thought you talked about them one time. Cause I, I don't think you... it was that Zeitgeist. Though. Was it? No, I don't think it was there. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I thought you told me one time. I thought you actually said it on the show. That's why I brought it up. That's the only reason I brought it up because that was the one time I heard it. I thought you were at Zeitgeist and you actually bumped a waiter and, and maybe you didn't spill it like on the ground, but like it, it knocked his hand that the tray, he, that it spilled onto the tray. He had that. I, I thought you brought that up. So I apologize if I got it wrong. No, that must've been one of your other shows. <laughs> All right. One of my, one of my other brothers. Yes. All right. Uh, next one on the list, the aforementioned Drake's dealership. That is a cool fucking place, man. That is a really goddamn cool place in downtown Oakland. They have this really like it, like a, it looks like it really. It has to have been an old car dealership, right? That's why they call yeah, it Drake's. Yeah, yeah, Drake's dealership. Um, mm. And I had a really good time there. Me and you, uh, we we got in. We got the VIP treatment thanks to our friend uh, Lauren Young, who I I have reconnected with, and she's still as cool as shit. By the way. Um. Yeah, and we went in there and we had their, uh, their their beers and I think they had a did they have a band player or just a DJ that that day we went there. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. But they had that out. Uh, it was like almost a like a beer garden type uh, um, feel to it. Feel, yeah, and, yeah. In the in the the outdoor area, they had the indoor area and an outdoor area. We got sat like right in the middle of everything. It was. It was so fucking cool, man. And we got a hey, I'm not gonna lie, we we did get a, a couple of free beers out of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really cool to uh, it, it, down that downtown area, that Jack London Square area of Oakland is really, really fucking cool to to visit, man. Am, am, am yeah. I not? Am, am am I overselling it? No, it's it's definitely underrated. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is really underrated. You you hear a lot about Oakland if if you like listen to any Too Short or E Forty or anything. Yeah, that's East Oakland. But when you go downtown, um, downtown Oakland, Jack London Square, super cool. And I I just I, I just really think it's a, a underrated spot in the Bay Area. The Drake's dealership, people should go there because. Not only do they have cool beer, but it's a really cool place to drink beer at. All right, what's your next? My next one is going to be, um, do they still have to be open? No, no, I'm just saying, like, where are you? It'd be cool if it's still open because people can just check it out, but it doesn't have to be open. This one, uh, which called, uh, close to me, close to us was, uh, Golden State. Oh, okay. Now Golden State Brewery. Yeah. In Santa Clara, unfortunately, they did close. But but However, not because uh, they, they they didn't go under because uh, they they 
weren't good a, a good brewery, but but their building owner decided to sell. Right. So, uh, I don't want to say. Just how, yeah, they were cool as hell. Uh, it was fun, good beer, good times, uh, close to home. Perfect spot. Ideal spot. Very nice. Very well put. And plus, they had a beer called Cold Brew. They did. <laughs> it was a cold brew stout. Uh, let me see here. Uh, my next one on my list is uh, out of uh, right next to uh, very close to Speakeasy in the Hunters Point. The Hunters Point, right? Is that where they were at? Um. Oh, no, no. It was Dark Patch. Yeah, I've said dark. Are you talking yeah. about voodoo? Yeah, triple voodoo. Triple voodoo is a is a really great spot. It, it's wait, are they still open? I have no idea if they're still open or not. Yeah, I for whatever reason I thought they closed because I haven't seen triple voodoo in a long. Triple yeah, voodoo yeah. was a really great was a, a really good brewery, really cool spot. I'm I'm looking them up right now. Oh shit! Yeah, they they closed down November second, twenty twenty. It's still one of my favorite spots to be uh, to go to to drink beer. They were in the dog patch. In November second, that was uh our buddy Ken. That's his birthday. November second. But yeah, they oh that's that's too bad. Well, I had no idea, but I really liked uh, Triple Voodoo. It's still one of my favorite uh, spots to go uh, that I've ever been to to drink beer. Um. It was just like an old building that they converted into a a, a brew pub. That's the best I can, the best way I can describe it because it was it looked like a restaurant, but they brewed beer and their beer was better than their food. So I, I really like that place. I thought I just thought it was cool as shit. So triple voodoo's on my list. All right, what's next on yours? I'm gonna go with a um. A brewery that I recently visited actually. Um, okay. Rather low die, high water. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, wow, you've, I know you, you had them on the. Wife. You had them on the oh. the show the other day, but I had no idea you yeah. actually went there. Yeah, yeah, because of my wife uh, up in the Stockton area a lot, and uh, where my wife's family is is very very north of Stockton, so uh, mm-hmm. it's really close to the low die. Okay. And uh, yeah, high water is right there. Oh, nice. We're yeah. there to get the beer for the show. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just, it is cool. A nice little scene. It's a newer facility. It's in the industrial area. However, it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. What, uh, um, what, what kind of like, uh, uh, like architectural design? Is it like a business style? Is it a converted building? No, industrial. Industrial. Okay. All right. This, yeah. All right. I get it. All right, my next one on the list. We, we, you and I only have two, two each left. So there's four, only four more in our lists. Um, this is really hard because like there's a there's a lot of really good breweries out here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna target. I'm gonna give some honorable mentions after this one before we get to our number one. But um, one of my favorites was Walter Station, down in Phoenix by the airport, and this was an old fire station that was converted into a brewery 
Um, one of the coolest bathrooms I ever fucking seen. Uh, to be honest, I know it's weird to to raid a tap room because of the bathroom, but the bru- the, the the bathroom is so cool, man. It was like the old fire station bathroom. So they had not only the the bathroom area, the the toilet area, but they also also had the shower area, and the showers were converted into um, toilets. So that was kind of cool. Um, not only that, but they also have like an old, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever saw my old, you, you must have seen my old picture with the, when I had the, the, the fireman's captain shirt on, I was kind of, uh, doing a parody. Oh, you someone? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a parody of, uh, Tara T. T-A-R-A-T-E-A. I, uh, she had, she had been there like the day before. Like I had no idea she was going to be there. And then she was there the... So I like I, I did her pose and everything and and then I put a poll on our Instagram who wore it better. She won, of course. But but it, it is a really really cool old uh, converted building, uh, Walter Station. The beers are okay. They're not the the best beers in in the valley. I mean, there's there's better beers out there, but the, the beers are good. But the, 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 the building is so fucking cool. I, I recommend anyone coming out, especially like they, you can actually, um, get to the, uh, the, there's a, there's a tram station, like not too far away. You can actually go to the brewery and then walk to the tram station to get to the airport. That's how fucking close it is. So that, that is a cool, that is a cool, uh, um, add on feature of that brewery, but. Um, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is another, uh, I guess, local one and a mm-hmm. little bit newer to the area. Um, and that would be Bear Bottle. Mm. Yeah, they, 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 they do, do, Santa they do great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they open one in Santa Clara. They do great stuff. Uh, the ones up in the city uh, actually have brewery classes. I don't know if they're going to start brewery classes in, in Santa Clara because right when they opened up, the pandemic hit. So right. um, they had a rough first year, to say the least. However, uh, I did visit them. Uh, great, great setup. And um, I could I could definitely see them growing more into their space. And uh, yeah, and of course, great beer. The only bottle I saved from my craft beer adventures was a bear bottle beer. They're a secret island. One of the best beers I've ever had. Yeah, I haven't seen that one lately. I'm just mention it. So underrated. Yeah, it doesn't man. exist, just I haven't seen it lately. Yeah, I, you know, I get it. All right, so that brings us to our last, or our number ones, because I told you to save your number one. Um, my favorite tap room i've ever been to is in fort collins colorado new belgium the brewery or brewing company new belgium this was before they got bought out um this was way back in the 2006 i think nah get was it 2006 it was, it was a long fucking time ago i know that um barry bonds was still on the uh the giants and i remember because i went out there Visit our cousin John, uh, aka Sal Dirt. He's been on the show before, and he lived out there. And we went to Fort Collins, Colorado. He took us there. 
for our birthday because it was in September. He and I um, are four days apart when it comes to our birthdays. You know, we're a few years apart, but when it comes to our birthdays, we went out there and his father-in-law at the time, because he's since divorced and remarried, but his father-in-law at the time uh, treated us. And so we went out to New Belgium. We went to Odell's and we went to Fort Collins Brewery. And then we went to a steakhouse before we came home. And that was when I uh, fell in love with the uh, New Belgium Brewing. Um, I just thought it was awesome. But I think up until that point in California, we only had... Well, yeah, yeah, I was about to get to that. Uh, all we had was the uh, fat tire, which I really liked. So I, uh, I want to try some some of their other beers. And like you mentioned, I had fifteen fifty four for the first time, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That was a that was the first black lager I ever had, and I had no idea beer could be like that. That was like for me, that was experimental. Like up, up until then, you know. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was a uh, pale ale that was highly hopped, and there was um, Fat Tire was an amber ale that had uh, significant hops in it. But I had never, I hadn't, I had known that a lager could be black, and it was, it was weird. It would, but it was at the same time exhilarating and delicious. And their, their just their tap room was just gorgeous i mean it was huge it was very well designed and uh it, it was it was unlike anything other anything else like i've ever seen or been to since and that was before i was into beer and it was and it still holds true to this day i just gotta say new belgian breweries probably my favorite tap room i've ever been to um and I guess that's kind of uh, uh, unfair, unfortunate to the rest because is it unfortunate to the rest because it is a uh, one of the major crap breweries and they have uh, corporate money behind them now. But even before the corporate money, I just thought it was uh, it was a great place to drink beer. All right, what's your number one? What's your favorite oh, one you've ever been to? I'm in the same boat because I'm going to throw one to a tap room I've been to with a big money behind it. Even though I've been to other beer bars in the area, is uh, the first time I went to Chicago with my wife, we went to uh, to Goose Island. Oh, nice. And, and it was after Black Friday, so all of the, uh, the bourbon counties were out. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it was cool. And actually, we went to Chicago two years in a row, so... The first year we couldn't get on the tour, but the second year we did. And um, yeah, it was just sentimental, of course. Um, it was before we were married, just uh, one of our first uh, big trips together. Mm. And um, yeah, man. And of course, great beer. And um, it just, it, it worked for me. And okay, you could say, you know, Goose Island got big money because of, of their uh, being acquired. However, yeah, almost 10 years uh, now, I think. Yeah, however, the uh, the legit Bourbon County is still made there at the, the sites in Colorado, or right. in, the, in the Chicago. So. Chicago, yeah. Hey. You know, and I'm kind of surprised you you didn't have uh, Lagunitas on your list. I've never been there, so maybe, maybe it's not that great. You know, I've been there once, maybe mm -hmm. twice, but uh, yeah. Honorable mention, Lagunitas. You know, and speaking of auto mentions, I got to 
throughout uh rent house is kind of cool because out here they they kind of converted an old house into a, a tap room and uh the shop beer company is is pretty cool it's pretty big and they have an outdoor area area and everything um but a lot of tap rooms out here um even though i like the beers they they're just like uh they're serviceable like a lot of breweries their their tap room is serviceable and i'm really surprised you mentioned golden state because i would put them in that category too is it it's not a great tap room i get it i get the nostalgia and the the the, the familiarity and i understand why you put them on the list but i wouldn't i wouldn't count them as a great tap room because it was just serviceable and yeah, it, uh, Santa Clara Valley Brewing is is another one that comes to mind from the Bay Area. It's okay. Um, clandestine. I'm just talking about ones I've been to in, in the Bay Area. Is okay. Um, yeah, but there, there's the there's a lot of those out here in Arizona that they uh, there's eight bit, which is really cool because you can play video games, you can play Super Nintendo on your on your on your table if, if it's there if you get the right table at the right time but as far as like the motif and stuff it's just okay um and then that's when the beer comes into effect and that's why i put russian river on my list because the beer is phenomenal but anyway is there any any craft any tap rooms out there or even breweries you would like to visit like say within the next 10 15 years like out there that you've seen online social media wise oh yeah i mean i definitely want to go to to like oregon and seattle see t- uh, you know stuff out there oh, okay yeah, i yeah. don't know what specifically however just mm. you know do like a, a beer vacation right yes i'd like to go to the uh, like I, I said before i'd like to go to treehouse in uh, sierra nevada um up in oh, Chico. you know what i want to go is uh is uh samuel adams that'd be cool Oh yeah, yeah. I would like to go to Sam Adams too, and say what you will about you know their the how big they've gotten. And uh, I've, I'd like to go to Stone some point. L Smith. I'd like to go to L Smith and try like their uh, Speedway Stout Flight. Yeah, that that'd be cool, man. I think it'd be cool. Even down in Florida, and uh, check out uh, um, Angry Chair. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, um, how's your beer treating you, man? Good. Is it gone? Yes. <laughs> um, what'd you have again? I'm gonna do my old bit. The Buena Vesa? Oh, oh that's right. Buena Vesa. Salt and lime lager. What would you like to rate that? Rate it at? So I'll give it a 3.5 3.5 right now is it a 3.39 check in 5 of our friends have che- or 9 of our friends have checked it in at 3.54 average alright I'm not going to ask you for a uh, any uh, notes who the fuck cares nobody cares alright uh, I had um, beached and I really like this one man I'm going to give this one a four. So let me see here. Beached. Uh, 
by Anchorage. There it is. It has a 3.88 uh, overall check-in. And we get a 4 in check-in. All right, man. That, I guess that does it for our uh, top 10 tap room show. Anything you'd like to add before we uh, sign off? Yeah. All right. Thank you for downloading yet again another cold brew. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next. And the craft beer scene, I've been noticing a resurgence in lighter European style pilsners. Maybe it's because it's the summertime, or maybe it's because people are starting to search for things other than IPAs or sours. Or as my lovely friend Greg here said, quote, it is because hazy IPAs have made the craft beer scene amalgamatedly hazy and people are looking for a breakthrough which is naturally a crispy boy, and that's boy spelled with an I. Either way, this got me thinking about Pilsners and why they've held their own in the world. So let's talk about the history of the Pilsner. First, let's define what a Pilsner is as a style. Classic Pilsners are made with light-colored Pilsner malt, saws, and or other noble hops and bottom fermenting Pilsner yeast, which makes it a lager beer. They have an ABV of 4.2 to 5.8% and are generally quite sessionable. Jim Cook, founder and brewer at Sam Adams, gives a more poetic description. He says, quote, a Pilsner when brewed right is exquisitely balanced. The style's key attributes, body, sweetness, bitterness, and spiciness are all going to be there in perfect harmony with no one flavor overwhelming the other. He also says, quote, Pilsners represent the high art of brewing, and when they're done right, they are a masterpiece, much like Mona Lisa's smile. That's certainly high praise, and I'd like to believe that most brewers would agree with him, or at least a lot of the brewers I've talked to hold great esteem for this style. I think mostly because if it's not done right, even a non-beer nerd can tell as the style doesn't hide mistakes or off flavors. Okay, so now for the history. The story starts in the ancient city of Pilsen, located in the western half of the Czech Republic in what was formerly Czechoslovakia and before that part of the Kingdom of Bohemia. In 1295, the King of Bohemia Wenceslas II founded the town of New Pilsen on the banks of the Radbuza River. This location was near the junction of major trading routes leading to Nuremberg and Saxony. It was a site that would center the city in an exciting chapter in brewing history. At the city's founding, King Wenceslas gave its 260 citizens the right to make beer and sell it from their houses a lucrative privilege that was passed down through each family. 
You'll perhaps remember my segment on Brewsters and Alewives two months ago as I talked about this kind of brewing in the Middle Ages. The first written records of a distinct brewery in Pilsen dates back to 1307. Fast forward several hundred years, in 1838, the citizens of Pilsen saw something that would make any beer lover cringe. The town's brewmasters rolled 36 barrels of ale out into the street, opened them up, and spilled the beer into the main square. Beer ran into the ditches and into the nearby Radbuza River. The beer had spoiled and was deemed unsafe to drink. At the start of the 19th century, the quality of beer in Europe was poor and standards varied widely. Even the brewers of Pilsen, with over 500 years of brewing experience, had contamination issues to contend with. Ales were prone to spoilage, either by wild yeasts or bacteria, and a lack of refrigeration did not help either. After this incredibly traumatizing event, the citizens decided to start from scratch, building a new state-of-the-art brewery with the latest technology and hiring a new brewer from Germany. They hired Josef Roll, a 29-year-old Bavarian brewer, to come to Pilsen and teach Bohemian brewers the German lagering method of brewing. Roll grew up in the town of Wilshofen in Lower Bavaria, where his father operated a brewery and had long experimented with various recipes for making the famous bottom-fermenting Bavarian lagers. Grohl also toured breweries and learned the latest malting techniques, especially from British maltsters, before coming to Pilsen. So what was Grohl's recipe? Firstly, instead of using the standard darker smoked malts popular in Germany and Britain at the time, he utilized light barley alongside new and improved kilning methods that left the grains only partially malted. He also found a nearby source of excellent saz hops, a noble variety that he would have been frequently using at home in Germany. He then used a German strain of a bottom fermenting lager yeast. One key aspect to creating the quote standard pilsner is the soft local artesian water that is found in that part of the world. It contains only about 50 parts per million of total dissolved solids, meaning calcium and sulfates. This lack of minerals drastically affects the taste of beer. Cave lagering was then utilized to produce a strikingly pale, clear, and smooth Pilsner beer. For those who don't know, the word lagern is a German verb meaning to store, and before the days of mechanical refrigeration, German brewers stored beer in cool, deep caves for upwards of several months, especially during the hot summer. Lagers are made possible by yeast strains that thrive in colder temperatures, whereas ale yeasts would die. Grohl first unveiled his creation to the citizens of Pilsen on October 4th. 1842 at St. Martin's Market. When he tapped the cask, the people saw a beer unlike any other that they or anyone else in the world had ever seen before. It was the color of straw and it was crystal clear. It was a light and shockingly refreshing beer, not dark and heavy like the ales that people were accustomed to. This unveiling was the beginning of a revolution, the first blonde lager. 
while previously popular dark murky beers were served in wooden, metal, or ceramic mugs, this new beautiful golden beer began to be served in glass vessels. The brewers of Pilsen knew that they had a great new beer, and thanks to the Red Booza River, word spread of this new beer from Bohemia, as well as barrels of the beer itself. The style promptly became known as the Bohemian Pilsner, now also called Czech Pilsner, and soon became popular across the border. The growth of railroads in Europe and the advent of refrigeration spread the popularity of Pilsners to northern Germany and across all of Europe, where the style was modified to suit local brewing resources. Aside from improvements brought about through advances in refrigeration and sanitation, little has changed about the way that Pilsner is brewed today. There are many variations on the recipe, but most contain lightly kilned malt and noble hop varieties, usually saws. Besides Czech and German variants, there are also Pilsners dubbed simply as European-style Pilsners. They come from Belgium and the Netherlands and often have a slightly sweeter taste and may use adjuncts such as corn or rice. These mass-produced beers are popular but are largely undistinguished, and examples include Stella Artois, Heineken, and Amstel. There is also an American Pilsner's category, with its history rooted in German immigrants who brought with them their beer recipes from the motherland. Unfortunately, Prohibition wiped out most of these brewers, and those that survived the 13 years of Prohibition began making American light lagers post-Prohibition, which have dominated the American mass beer market since World War II. These include all of your Bud, Miller, and Coors domestic varietals. However, as I stated when I first started this segment, I've been noticing a trend within the craft beer community of harking back to classic styles such as Pilsners and other lagers. I once heard a brewer say, quote, if you want to impress me with a beer that you make, make a Pilsner because you can hide a dead cat in a stout. So, Greg, do you think that we are going to see an explosion of lighter European beer styles in the coming years? I certainly hope so. But as you very well know, when you're starting out a microbrewery, it is really hard to justify sitting a lager in a vat for 21 days when you could churn out two IPAs. Yeah. And so that, 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 and also, yep, yeah, you need the, you need the, the, the cooled uh, fermentation tanks and that's another cost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, th there's a lot of cost barriers in craft beer that maybe when you, the early onset, you don't have the money yet and it'll get mm -hmm. there. But there are some craft breweries that are doing it. Um, specifically in the Valley, there's like Ren House. And like you mentioned, the, the quote of the, the dead cat in a stout, that's Brian Helton. Um, yeah. I, I've heard that. And, and so they're, they're, they have a really good lager. So maybe because... There's 8,000, like over 8,000 craft breweries right now. Um, maybe some of the older ones had, do have the capital to get the, the, the glycol chillers and all that stuff that they need to create the lagers. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think slowly but surely the, the craft lager is going to rise up. But slowly, though, it's not going to be a big boom like the hazy IPAs were. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I think people maybe we'll start to burn out on everything that is super available right now 
Like, you can't walk into a brewery and not see at least three IPAs on the menu, which is fine. I fucking love IPAs. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. They're good. But I'm finding myself, when I'm visiting places, if they have a lager or a pilsner of any variety, mm-hmm. I'm going to try that because I want to see what, how good that is. Right. Yeah. I agree. And, and that's if you get a flight, that's definitely something that I'm going to put in my flight is a lager. Yeah. Just because I, yeah, just like you said, you want to see the metal of the brewer that, that made it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you're over at Bonehouse. Does Bonehouse have any lagers? Uh, we do have a lager. We just put one on for the summertime. It's a, it's a light lager. I think it's only 4.2%. Oh, that's, um, that's perfect. That's right in the yeah, lager range. Yeah, it's a crisp, clean, you can drink it all day situation. Yes. Now, is it a, Pils- is it a Pilsner? Um, it's a Hellas lager. Okay. Do you know the difference between the, like a Hellas, is it Hellas or Hellas? Do you pronounce it Hellas? So I'm gonna sort of, that's what I'm going to call it. The difference between Hellas and Pilsner? Maybe it's just the malt? Um, so a Hellas is going to be, so Hellas in German means light. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be like the lightest side of things okay um and then you can go up to you know your your dunkles and whatever from there which get way heavier but they're also lagers right um so a hellas style is going to be like your german beer garden getting liters of it all day long beer Mm -hmm. yeah the uh the only style of pilsner that i am familiar with well the american style is going to be like miller light miller is a pilsner and I know that. Well, of course, Pilsner Urkel is a Pilsner. That's yeah. important, but that's a that's a. It's still like one of the originals. Yeah, that's that's the 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 OG. Yes. Right. Are yes. you are you a fan of Pilsners? Because I know some people who, who don't care for that. They like lagers, but not not really the Pilsner style. So I'm learning to like them. Mm-hmm. The first time I had Pilsner or Kel, I was like, what is this? Like, this is skunk, <laughs> skunk ass. Like, I'm pretty sure, because in the Cicerone studies, like the German book that I did, you know, you drink a lot of that beer. And in comparison to German um, Pilsners and lagers. And so it tasted really skunky to me at first. However, now that I've kind of expanded my palate a little bit more, it's not as bad as I thought it was in the beginning. Yeah. Like it's still, it's not skunky. Like a Heineken is skunky. Like that's a skunky beer. Um, it just has a really unique flavor that I think initially was really off putting to me. But now that I kind of understand what it is, it's like, Oh, it, it's okay. Yeah. Like I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> and as far as uh, the, the Pilsner style or even just the, the lager style, I know that I've talked to Julian, Wright. He's been on the show and, and, he was telling me from he's from he owns Pedal House, and he was saying that they get people coming in, um, you know, from out of state, and they they are are familiar with craft beer, but they they're there with you know whoever brought them there, and they ask you know what do you have that's a, like a light style, and that is a common lament on just a casual uh, casual drinker or a noob a newbie to the uh, um, craft brewery scene, and they want something that they have a familiar taste with, so. Something like that will will get them in the door and get them to try something else. Um, but <laughs> of course, at the same time, the casual drinker might like a a fruited sour too. So that'll sure. get them in the door. So that's why you you should try to 
brew those, even seltzers too, to get people in the door to try your other products. Yeah, as as a business as a business plan, mm-hmm. um, definitely. I mean, at Bonehouse, we brewed a blonde ale strictly for that reason. It's like right. you need to have a light beer to get people to come in who don't know anything about craft beer, but they see, oh, a blonde ale, like that's not scary to anybody. Right. So yeah, I'll start with that. And then that's how you kind of rope them in. Like it's not, you don't brew a blonde ale for the art form. You brew it to appease the masses, I think probably generally. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. There's a place for all beer, but yes, I'm agreeing. With you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, after at the end of the day, I know it's a highly worn used uh, phrase, but at the end of the day, it's a business and you want that business to succeed. Therefore, yeah. you have to make money. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Rachel. I know that I um, say this all the time, but I can't wait to see what you have next time. I don't know what I'm doing yet next. So, <laughs> it'll, so it'll be a surprise for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should uh, throw it out on your Instagram. You, you got a lot of good ideas last time you threw that out there. Yeah, I, sh- I will. I will. So look out for it, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. All right. See ya. Bye.